On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a huge development for the Philadelphia 76ers as they get ready to take on the Toronto Raptors tonight in a big-time matchup right before the postseason. That's next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. Alongside my co-host and partner here, we got these special boxes. So alongside my guy here, Keith Pompey of Sixers, of course, beat writer for TheInquirer.com. Keith, what's going on, man? Big game tonight, but even bigger news coming out of the 76ers as we get ready for this Raptors Sixers game tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy news going on tonight. Um, I mean, getting ready for this game. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Well, before we do, we want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, the story is your reporting. Of course, the 76ers injury report comes out. And Matisse Thibel is, quote, ineligible to play. That is not a non-COVID illness. That is not a health and safety protocol. That is not an injury to his ankle or a finger. That is ineligible to play. And as we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, a story came out that you uh, you were had out there a little bit about the 76ers potentially facing the Raptors and the chances of traveling to Canada and maybe some players not being able to give it a go. Yeah, it was weird because, um, you know, you, you look at it and and basically right now the way it says ineligible to play is a player isn't fully vaccinated. The way the literature has to say now is it has to say ineligible to play because they don't want before people like the Boston Celtics was coming up with these crazy injuries and come to find out these dudes were unvaccinated. So now you have to say unvaccinated. Um, excuse me, not unvaccinated. You have to say ineligible to play. So Matisse Seibel is not allowed to fly into Canada and, and come and cover a game. Now, here's the deal. This is huge because when you look at Matisse Seibel, we talked about this before we even got on air. He is their best perimeter defender. He's actually their only legitimate perimeter defender that they have right now. Danny Green's good, but if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, like different level than Matisse. So with that being said, it is one of those things where if you don't have um, Matisse, that's going to impact them big time in regards to stops. We look at a guy like a Tyrese Maxey. We look like a guy like a James Harden, a Tobias Harris, you know, and then you bring in Shake Milton and Furkheim Korkmaz. They cannot get the stops that the Sixers are going to need. Now, the scary part about it is if you say to yourself, okay, this is just one game, one game is cool and whatnot, but then here you go. We're talking about a playoff series, and the f- fact is games three and four, 
if Matisse Thibel does not become fully vaccinated, and if they play Toronto in the first round, Matisse Thibel is not going to be able to play in those games. So, and right now, if, if you think about it, it's going to be in two weeks. So he had to be vaccinated, at least get the shot yesterday or Monday, possibly, for him to get cleared. So that's that's the hard thing, D. That's the problem right now for the 76ers. No, that's a big problem because as you speak about that, of course, now we talk about on the floor where he's the all-NBA defender, second team a season ago, and that was as a reserve. Now he's a starter, and he takes the big assignment each night for the perimeter player, the best scorer that is on the opposing team. And, and, And now that this development has popped up, now you're asking others to step up in his in his spot and pick up the slack now i always i know next man up you have to do those things all the time next man up that's how sports goes but now with this new thing um it's just call it for what it is man it's a disappointing thing to find out that matisse thibel is a player that is unavailable to play because of not being vaccinated uh now danny green may have to start george niang may have to start in his place. And we're talking about a good Toronto Raptors team that we'll talk about the game here tonight shortly. But that's a big blow as a starter, the number one perimeter defender for the 76ers team. It puts a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid on the back end, having to clean up, let's just say, uh, the, the Raptors are able to get by the Sixers, of course, defenders, and get to the basket. He has to pick and choose on when he needs to defend and, when he has to decide to uh, attempt a block shot and not get in foul trouble, Keith. So this is this is in more ways than one a big story because now we're looking at the Sixers in the fourth seed, the Toronto Raptors right now in the fifth seed uh, because of the standings right now, three games remaining starting with the game tonight, that they could face off. Right now they're the first-round matchup if the season ended today. And if they have to do that, sure, he'll be available for the first two games in Philadelphia at the center, but then they have to travel they have to travel to Toronto as you talked about and he would have to get the the shot done now in order for it to be the 14 days uh, to be able to clear to be cleared to play and what type of uh, effect may it have on his body I had it you had it as far as the shots go you know it may take a little bit out of you for a little bit your arm is sore you might have those symptoms where you have the flu like symptoms and he may not be able to play in games three and four because of that as well. This is just, this is big, man. This is huge. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and now they have to figure out and look, Dan Burke, he's a defensive coach. They figure these things out. Now he has to figure out how defensively team defense, everybody has to step up, but now he has to figure out a way because he cleaned up a lot of things on the perimeter. Now without him, that's that's a problem. Keith, we have to continue to talk about Matisse Thibel, but in the form of a game preview tonight without it, because this is now how we're going to get a chance to see the Sixers without Matisse Thibel for the first time. We'll do that coming up next here in the next segment for us right here, Locked On 76ers. Hey, you know what, D? I want to talk about bet online. I bet you there's going to be a lot of people betting on this game tonight. But listen, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. 
Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends of action. Bet online, where the game starts. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Do it today. Absolutely. Get involved. Uh, big schedule, seven games on tap tonight. Uh, the Sixers, of course, with the Raptors being one of them. Sixers at 49 and 30. Toronto Raptors at 46 and 33. So go ahead, get involved, as, as Keith just said. Thank you again for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. We really appreciate it. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, the uh, four or five matchup right now as the seeding goes in the Eastern Conference. The Sixers at 49 and 30, as I just mentioned, Toronto at 46 and 33. Three games separate these two teams and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, losing last night to the, who did they lose to? The Boston Celtics. So the Boston Celtics, uh, they jump ahead of the Bucks and the Sixers who were idle last night. The Celtics beat up on the Chicago Bulls. They blew them out. It wasn't a contest. That team is playing well while the Chicago Bulls continue to sink there in the Eastern Conference standings. But as it is, it's still a huge game tonight, Keith. And not just for the standing purposes, but also for the, the series series matchup, those numbers don't really matter. It's really about if these two teams, teams do face off in the postseason, Keith, for the Sixers to let the Raptors know they are, as we've talked about before, a championship pedigree team, very well coached. They have big-time experience in these types of situations. They know what it takes to win. They do have young players. Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes is a rookie who were not there when they won in the past in the postseason. So they still do have those parts that are problematic for them as young players. But the other three, Van Vliet, Ananobi, uh, Siakam, they've been there, they've done it, and they've succeeded in those spots. The Sixers have to let them know that it's not going to be an easy night when they take on the 76ers in any seven-game series. And that if Embiid goes off and does Joel Embiid things, Keith, that he's going to let them know, hey, we're going to give you this work. It's going to be a hard night for you every single time out here on the floor. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, the Sixers are going to have to do that. Um, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to play really hard against them. My only thing is, and, and I think this is a big mental game for the Sixers. You know, I went to a, a last night, Danny Green, you know, he's going to get his jersey retired tonight. And um, he had like a little podcast, him and this guy, um, Harrison Stanford. So you guys, I don't like pitching podcasts, but I like these two guys and they do a good job. So y'all need to check it out. But anyway, they were going there and they were talking about um, the upcoming possible matchup. And Chris uh, Boucher was there. And dude, the confidence is glowing. Like, he just says, like, you know, no offense, but we can beat the Sixers. Like, we're, we're a better team, right? And when you look at it, you know, you look at it, 
you know, they have a 2-1 series advantage over the Sixers this season. They beat the Sixers 115 to 109 in December. And then the, the teams uh, played uh, again, and then the Sixers won 114 to 109. That's when Doc Rivers and me got into it over he didn't like my question. And when we look at back at that game, they had a lot of their key players who either just came back from COVID or were out. And the Sixers were – Joel Embiid had to score 40-something. Tobias had to get a 30-something point triple-double for them to win that game. And but but the Rockets were hung around. The last game the Rockets won ninety three to eighty eight, and they were down huge and came back on the Sixers. Right. So when you look at it, it's like yes, from a mental advantage, the Seventy Sixers really need this game, and I think they're going to have a tough time tonight because you don't have uh, uh, Ty, um, Matisse Thibel, as we said. But to me, it's just it's just a bad matchup for the Seventy Sixers. But again, it's going to be an interesting game. And if I'm the Sixers, you know, it's going to have to be Joel Embiid and James Harden overload. Well, a bad matchup as far as that goes when you speak about that. They do have length, as we know, with Boucher as one of them, Siakam, OG Ananobi, Ananobi out. But uh, as far as the playoffs go, OG Ananobi has that length. Kem Birch will battle uh, on the low block there. And they do pose problems for the 76ers, as you mentioned, the 2-1 series lead that they do have for this one in in tiebreaker tonight. But um, I do look at it, though, and say they they do defend Joel Embiid well. Nick Nurse and his coaching staff, they do a great job of figuring out how to make him work a little bit more, sending those traps quicker and making him either make a decision of getting rid of the ball or try to make a move to score the basketball much faster than he really wants to as well. So the game within the game is also something that we'll pay attention to uh, tonight. It is a good matchup. And you know what, man? I really, like I I say this, and I know we talk about trying to position yourself and trying to get away from certain teams and and, and all of that. We all want to see Chicago or Cleveland. Those two teams are the arrows pointing down for them at the wrong time uh, in the season for them. But I, I look at it and I say, it's going to be a tough road through the Eastern Conference regardless. You had an easy first-round matchup a season ago with Washington. It's it's what it is. It's, it's never a bad thing if you have to be tested right away. Maybe they need to be tested right away getting ready for the playoffs because when they get to round two, it's going to be tough. Round three, difficult. Of course, in the Eastern Conference Finals before you get to the NBA Finals. So I'm not playing, but I certainly welcome the challenge of wanted to see a really good series and seeing what this team Keith is made of in a big spot like that, which is the playoffs against a team that poses problems, how they make their adjustments from game to game to game. You're going to see them four times already. Now you're going to see them potentially seven more times in the playoffs. How are you going to fight through all that with the mental game that you talk about and beat this team and not only not have it mentally fatigue you where you can't play in that second round, but only boost you from that tough first round matchup that you have to show that you can now go into the final matchup and win that, win that series as well. So I, I mean, again, I'm not playing, but I'm, I'm here for it because I want to see what these guys are made of. We've seen a lot of good things this season. We've talked positively about a lot of good things that they've done 
50-win team potentially over these next couple of games, picking up their 50th win. And now the playoffs is where is where it's at, man, because we've seen a lot of regular season wins over the last five years, a lot of second-round matchups. Toronto can't – Toronto in the first round can't be the ones to knock you out. Nope, not – no, 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 no. All right, bro. Sound like you've been drinking a little bit of too much of that Kool-Aid, but it's all good. We'll <laughs> see. Anything can happen. By, by the way, where, where's Danny Green getting his jersey retired? Where? Yeah. I mean, he's even getting it. Well, he's getting his ring tomorrow, not the oh, jersey. Oh, his ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you said his jersey. Oh, my bad. No, nah, I was about to say he's retiring his jersey already. He only played there for like two seasons. Oh, they love him up here, boy. I'm telling you, they love I him. I, I bet. Well, look, he, he bought them a championship. And if he helped this, the city of Philadelphia get a championship, that love will be there for him as well. All right, Keith, final one for us, man, because uh, this is obviously a big one. We got to update where the seedings are and where things are currently for the Sixers after last night. They did not play. But we need to talk about why last night was important and look ahead to tonight's matchups in the association and, of course, with the Sixers and the Raptors tonight. We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, looking at things right now, man, the Boston Celtics, as I mentioned earlier, just trying to update it here, they are 50-30, and half game up on Milwaukee and Philadelphia after their win last night over the Chicago Bulls. So, Looking at the Boston Celtics, so they have the Chicago Bulls, but tonight they have the Milwaukee Bucks, second night of a back-to-back. Certainly some things can change there. They have Memphis in their final game, also on the road, Keith. Memphis doesn't have anything else to play for because the seeding is already set. They'll be the two seed in the West behind Phoenix, and they already have a big substantial lead over the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference standings there. So uh, important, man. We just talked about the whole thing with the Raptors, but there's still potential for some movement there for the 76ers as, as I look at the standings here with the Bucks and the Celtics playing. The Sixers, if they win this game, they have an opportunity to jump over one of those two teams and still end up in the top three. Yeah, it seems like if, if, uh, if, if Boston beats Milwaukee um, and the Sixers win, the Sixers are going to be in third place. Yes. Right? If if that happens, if if Boston meets Milwaukee, beats Milwaukee, and the Sixers win, they're going to be in third place. And again, stuff could change in the final games, but right about now, if you're the Sixers, um, you know, and, and you know your situation with Matisse Thybulle, that's the best way to go, right? But you know, you look at it, you know, with with uh, the way that Miami has recovered and the way that they're playing. You know, I don't see Miami giving up that top spot unless they right. just basically crash and burn, and I don't see that happening right now. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think that, you know, the Sixers, this is a, a huge test, like basically you said in the second segment, but this is partly the reason why it is right about now. Yeah, and Atlanta, for Miami, they only have two games remaining, Keith, at 52 and 28. They've won five games in a row. They have Atlanta at home on Friday. And then Sunday, they're at Orlando to close out the regular season. So they have two games up right now 
on the Boston Celtics. So I'd imagine that they're trying to at least win one of those games to make sure that they secure and lock in that, that number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So things can change. You're absolutely right. But if the Bucks lose to the Celtics and the Sixers beat the Raptors, they will jump into the third spot uh, there. Milwaukee uh, will fall to fourth. And Boston, if the Sixers, if Milwaukee beats the Celtics, the Sixers would still uh, jump over both, uh, bo- jump over the Celtics into the third spot because of how things are, are there, because they'll pick up that half a game. I mean, they'll pick up that full game with the Celtics playing the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's still things there, man. And Chicago playing the way that they are in the sixth spot, they are two games up on Cleveland. So it's not done yet, yet, there yet, depending on how Cleveland and Chicago play down the stretch here two games separate those two teams right now with where they are at the bottom of the east and as far as the uh, actual six top six and of course that play in tournament cleveland brooklyn atlanta brooklyn won last night over the knicks a big time comeback for them to make sure that they stay in that eighth seed but they are tied with the hawks who also won over the washington wizards last night charlotte is the uh, 10th seed so it looks like it could be cleveland and Brooklyn or Cleveland and Atlanta. But Keith is wild, though, because Cleveland is only one game up on both of those teams where they yeah, can yeah. to yeah. Nine, fall to nine. Yeah, I think the Brooklyn Nets win tonight was really huge for them. I mean, I yeah. do. I, I think that was because, you know, after that, I was point like, deficit. Yeah, so that, that was huge. Cleveland, they just have too many injuries right now, and they got a young squad. I don't know if they could sustain what they were doing. I mean, you look at it, they, they, they're like, of all the teams in the top 10, they're the, uh, they got the worst record. Like, Chicago Bulls are 4-6 or six in, the, in their last 10 games. Well, uh, Cleveland is 3-7. and seven. You know, the Bulls have lost three in a row. Uh, Cleveland has lost two, but Cleveland is 3-7. and seven. So that's not a good look, you know what I mean, for a team that's really trying to make some noise. Yeah, not heading into the playoffs playing that way. And you're going to have to play in the play-in tournament, win two games potentially, and then, of course, play a full series against one of the top seeds, Miami, one one or two seeds, Miami, and whoever does occupy that second seed. But look, Keith, it's a big game tonight, and uh, we got to get ready and get set for the game this evening. We'll be back tomorrow to uh, break down what took place against the Raptors for the 76ers. I, I still think that they – I'll pull this one out and they win this game, but it will be a tough one. It won't be an easy game. The Raptors uh, are seven and three in their last 10 to your point. They are 22 and 17 at, at home, but the Sixers still hold the best record in the East with their away record, 27 and 13. So let's see if they can go on the road, Scotiabank arena and, and win this one. They're six and nine though, Keith, against the division. They struggle against the, the teams in their division from Boston to Toronto, and, of course, the Knicks and the Nets as well. So big game tonight, man. Look forward to talking with you about this one tomorrow. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And tomorrow, again, we will recap things, see how the Matisse-Steibel absence impacted the game last night, see who steps up, see how it all plays out, see where they are in the standings as well. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA, we're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, as always, man, great to be with you.
Great to be with you, my man. And I want to thank you all listening and have a great day. Peace.